Table Talk, brought to you by Ulster County Tourism and the Shale Hill Hospitality Group. Dallas Kilpin, welcome to Valley Table Talk. Hi, thanks for having me, Mike. This is a real treat. We haven't met before, but I'm delighted to meet you and delighted to have you on our little show here. Yes, nice to meet you as well. Thanks for having me. What inspired you to open a restaurant? <laughs> well, I, I like to say that, thank goodness, it's a success story because it happened by complete default and accident. We, my husband and I actually spent 13, or I spent 13 plus years on Wall Street. My husband still works on Wall Street. And some friends of ours were moving back to the city when we were trying to figure out how to be here full time. And we thought, oh, maybe it'd be fun to, to take over this restaurant that they were leaving. So long story short, here we are a few years later with more than just one restaurant that we took over for fun. And we're actually now working uh, with another wonderful chef, Ryan Tate, who has been up here for quite some time. He was formerly the chef at Deer Mountain Inn, and now he's the culinary director for our restaurants and for a lot of our events. And we, we actually uh, started him off curating our wine shop, which was a strange deviation for him. But in addition to being a wonderful chef, he has an amazing uh, uh, palate for wine. So he, he curates our, our shop windmill as well. What's a wine discovery that you've had through his recommendations? <laughs> Well, I, I love wine uh, a lot. And I would say one thing that I've learned and discovered about wine uh, is how much the, uh, as, as silly as this sounds, I hear a lot of stories from him about the earth and how that affects the taste of the wine. I've learned words relating to the earth that I never thought I'd understand or learn. And also really the value of how wine is treated and how it tastes in the bottle based on how it's cultivated, which of course is similar to food. Is that the terroir? Am I saying that? Oh yes, that word. Said it much better than I could. <laughs> I'm putting myself out there because that could have been a big fumble here. <laughs> nice job, Mike. I love it. Thank you. It's a special Saturday night dinner and we're opening an awesome bottle of wine. Is that wine from Italy, France, the Hudson Valley, <laughs> California? For me, it's a nice light French probably a French Pinot happens to be my personal favorite. But I will say that Ryan has introduced me to uh, some light red wines from other countries that I never thought I would enjoy. Uh, and he's also rekindled my love for Italian wine. Now, are these available in, uh, in the windmill store? Oh yes, lots of fun things. Okay, very cool. Can we see in the windmill store what is on the drinks by the glass menu? in the restaurants? Oh, not usually. Sometimes Ryan likes to curate different lists across the restaurants and in the wine store just to shake it up a little bit. You wanna play a rapid fire game? Oh geez, okay, let's do it. All right, we're gonna try this out here. We'll see how this goes. Now, we're looking for quick responses, so not okay. a lot of deep thought. I want the first thing that pops into your head here, okay? Okay. The best meal you ever had? Tough mm. question. Uh, slow cooked veal in Rome about eight years ago. That sounds awesome. So are you Italy or France? France. Ooh, so for you're wine. The best meals. France for wine, Italy for food. Okay. I like it. How about 
the Hudson Valley? Where does that fit? Is that a, a close third or near crack in the top three? Oh, yes. I would say the Hudson Valley is, is home to me. So when we talk about putting all my favorite things in life together, it's here in the Hudson Valley. Very cool. All right. You're, you're on the diving board. What's your go-to move? Hmm. To get into the pool? To yeah. just go quickly. Yeah, show off. Just to jump in quickly? Yes. Okay. Foie gras, yay or nay? Mm, nay. Okay. What do you love most about the food and beverage scene in the Hudson Valley? I think the variety that we have here is amazing. The closeness to the earth, going to a restaurant, knowing that I can have something that just came from a farm down the street, that's, that's really special to me. And to be able to experience that, and not to mention to have a, a, a cozy view around me of, of mountains or uh, the feeling of snow out, out the window, it's, it's really special. Are you a reader? I am a, I am a big reader. I, I devour books. I'm actually on a new streak this year. I'm trying to read at least 20 to 25 minutes a day so I can power through my stack. Good for you. Do you like They're fiction, like, nonfiction? Both. I actually read mostly nonfiction, a lot of business books because I'm a little bit of a geek in that regard, but I read fiction as well. I just, to me, it's another way to kind of check out and reset my brain away from work. Any recommendations for our readers? Mm, I just read an amazing book uh, by Angela Duckworth called Grit. And I'd say it's a, it's a great book about why people succeed, how people succeed. Of course, I'd say that I got here in my life because I have a little bit of that as well. So I'm sure that I identified with her stories, but she's a, a great writer and, and has done amazing studies about people who've been successful in sports and business and, you know, kind of talent versus working hard. What's the, uh, what's the answer there? Is it talent or working hard? It's working hard. So you can work hard without talent and make it. You can. <laughs> That's, at least I have that going for me. <laughs> How about your favorite, uh, what's your favorite nonfiction? Oh, sorry, what's your favorite fiction book? Mm. Eat, Pray, Love by Elizabeth Gilbert. I know it's cliche, but that traveling, I just love it. Were you disappointed by the movie version? <laughs> oh, disappointed, maybe not. But, you know, there's nothing like the book. I have yet to find a movie anywhere that's as good as the book. The Godfather is probably oh, well. an answer there. That's true. To say my favorite hospitality book, I know it's classic, is, is Danny Meyer's book, Setting the Table. I haven't read that. I, I need to read that. Great. It's just... It, when I first got into this business, I read that book and I thought, yes, that's, that's the standard I want to have in my restaurants and in my business. I love it. What were the takeaways that, was that part of what inspired you to open the restaurants? I would say it's part of what inspires me as I continue on this path. And he tells this story about uh, when, when he had first opened, you know, in his first year and his mentor had said, you know, every day someone's going to come along and kind of move the salt shaker on the table. And every day you have to go in and put it where you want it. And he's like, but, you know, don't give up. Like the minute you give up, you might as well give them the keys. And I find that in, in working in this business, 
I have to remind myself that every day, you know, not to compromise, to hold our standards high, to keep putting the salt shaker back in the middle of the table where I want it. It's a daily battle sometimes, but it's worth it. Do people in on your staff know to look out for the salt shaker in particular? <laughs> have you let them in on that uh, on that little? They clue? don't, but I make that book required reading for my managers. <laughs> Great idea. So when Millstream Tavern opens up, what might I expect by going there? Well, similar to many other things we've done in the past, like the Dutch, you're going to find yourself one steeped in a beautiful historical building. So this, this building, which is on the Woodstock at the Woodstock Golf Club is an old mill house from the late 1700s that we're putting a lot of love into. So you're gonna find uh, lots of outdoor dining, which will be wonderful for this year. It's right there on the river. So that will be uh, uh, beautiful to have. And you're gonna find uh, multiple different menus depending on what you're in the mood for. So we'll have a, a bar and tavern type menu and we'll also have a more formal uh, dinner menu in our dining room. Now the Dutch is one of our favorite places. I speak to some of our editors who rave, absolutely rave. I know our managing editor, Sabrina Sucato, loves, loves the Dutch Alehouse. What do you think makes that venue so special? I would say it's a lot of the same, uh, same ingredients that we're putting in at Millstream. It's the warm feeling you have when you walk inside. It's feeling like you're in a, a, a cozy upstate spot. It's the thoughtful and warm food that we're putting in front of you. It's the wonderfully paired drink that we're putting with your dinner or your lunch. And it's the amazing hospitality that you're getting with it. Can we speak a little bit about restaurant week and what that yes. means to your business? Yes. We love restaurant week. It's such a fun time for us. One, we get to meet a, a lot of new people that decide to come in and try the restaurant, but it's also fun for our chef and for our kitchen because they get to try out new dishes and experiment with uh, new things that they maybe want to put on the menu or things they just put on the menu. We get to give people uh, a little sampling of what we're about. So we're excited to do that again this year or this spring at the Dutch and we'll be kicking off uh, over at Millstream Tavern as well. Dallas Gilpin, thank you for joining Table Talk. Thanks so much, Mike.